Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the wonderful, beautiful world of Nintendo. I'm James Matamontamagno. And I am Michael Super Destronaut Master Rivet. Ugh. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this game uh, later in the show, but I am um, very upset in general coming into this podcast, Michael, and the people who have been following us on Twitter know why. I'm sure. I'm sure they the, the dozens of people are like, these two are absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, we've, we do have a lot to chat about when it gets to that point. I will say, starting off... If anybody's wondering, I am a little under the weather, so hopefully I don't cough or hack or anything up in here while you're, you know, upset the listening pleasure of everybody out there. So I will do my best to to power through. We have a lot to discuss today. Yes, we do. And I, well, I hope you feel better. I hope that you keep Thank you. keep on it. And um, I hope that you have a, you know, just sometimes you just need to rest up. So take some time off from trying to beat my high score in Super Destronaut. <laughs> and that's probably why you were up. It was sickening you. Hashtag two million club. I'm like, I can't believe this. Is a, your hashtags in this tweet. I'll put. I'm going to put a link to your tweet storm. You're ridiculous. Oh, so upsetting. We'll talk about it later. So let's just get into the news, and we're going to kick it off with some more sales news. To be honest, we talked last week about the initial success already of Octopath Traveler. And that it was actually hard to find in stores in Japan. There was apologies going out because people couldn't find it and it was selling out everywhere and you'd have to download it, which is great that you can get it digitally. It's been on the top of the charts, which we'll get into later yet again, which is awesome. I mean, Nintendo put out a bunch of cool artwork and additional um, box arts that you can download. And the official numbers for the first week have come out um, in Japan and it sold 110,000 thousand copies which is a phenomenal phenomenal Amazing. number really good and i think the most interesting part of this entire thing is not only just that octopath sold just a ridiculous amount that nintendo itself between switch and 3ds had nine of the top 10 games sold last week it's just absolutely and and they're all the top it's not even like the top 20 they've got the top of the top 20 games mm-hmm yeah, so good. Captain Toads uh, sold 40K, 15K on 3DS. Aces um, Tennis sold 21K, 227 total. This is crazy to me because I didn't understand how big Splatoon was. But Splatoon in the top 10 still with 20K more this week has sold in Japan 2.4 million copies. Yeah, that number was I was blown away by that. I mean, way more. That's almost double what Pokemon did. Uh, yeah. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So it's it's the numbers. I, I was shocked when I saw that. Yeah, it's crazy and good. I mean, good for Splatoon too. I mean, I guess that's why they keep keep it going. And if you do watch and I follow the Splatoon two hashtag, it's tons of people from Japan. I just think it's really popular. I don't know what it is about it, but it and I love it. And uh, um, so it, it's it's cool to see just Nintendo crushing it in Japan, uh, and I love seeing that. Yeah. Well, one game that is not crushing it is Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. So much so that when Kotaku um, interviewed Kensuke Tanabe, I think we did okay with his name. He's a Nintendo producer, and he went on to say that he is very disappointed and he's worried that people just aren't seeing this game, that they're they're not aware of it, they're not following it or whatever. They're just missing it. I think one of the reasons people are missing it is, unfortunately, it's on the 3DS. And I, even though we know that the numbers are showing that that system is doing very, very well, I think, you know, myself included, maybe you, um, when I see a game like this, even if it is interesting, it's not enough of a pull for me to go backwards to the 3DS. Now, Metroid, when that released the new game recently, um, that was enough for me to start thinking like, oh, I would like to pick that up. I never did. And that's Metroid. So for something like this, mm, you know, I, I, it's just not enough for me to, to want to play it. Also in that interview, Interesting enough, he was speaking about the development company that was doing the game, and he said originally they were working on a horror game starring Tingle from um, Majora's Zelda. Mask. Yeah, from Zelda. Yep. And that's all they really, it was like a one-off you know, co comment that he had, but it was kind of 
made me think, what the heck would that game even be? I mean, the guy is creepy to begin with. Tingle is just sort of a weird character, but what an obscure concept to go with. So strange that that would be a game that they would even think people wanted. I love it. And you know, in Japan, Tingle has his own games. There's four Tingle games. There's mm. there's a bunch, uh, three on the, they're all on the, on the DS, mm-hmm. I think originally. And I don't think any of them were ever re- released here, but are you a Tingle fan? No, no. Because <laughs> like, he's <laughs> such a weird character. But, and, and yeah, and you're right. Like the, one of the games he, he had, his life was money and he would walk around and people tried to like, you had to guess how much something costs. And if you were too high or too low, they just stole your money and laughed at you. And then you would be like, you had to go off and do the next thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we never got these games, but it's a, what a weird, weird game. Yeah, super, super weird. But I would be into it just because I want to know what that means. Like, what does a horror game starring Tingle mean? And I would probably buy it. But I, <laughs> yeah. I will I will follow up on the Dead Heat, the Dylan's Dead Heat breakers which is a weird name for a game it's you know it's a newer series i don't know how well the first game did mm-hmm. but i did play the demo we talked about and i actually mm-hmm. relatively enjoyed it but like you it's harder for me to boot up my 3ds and if they did something like um sushi striker where it came out on both at the same time or even toad captain toad i'd probably be more likely to check it out on the switch or i bet it would at least do a little bit better and maybe that's a good contender to get a re-release maybe a switch upgrade Maybe. Well, the thing with Sushi Striker, you said was actually almost better on the 3DS, though, because of the stylus. So I'm wondering if that's something that's similar with this. I didn't play the demo, so I'm not sure how it controls, but maybe that's why it went to that platform, because the stylus, you know, allows for it to handle better. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It'd be interesting to see if they do it. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. So recently... Epic, who does the Unreal Engine, did a significant upgrade. They went to 4.2, and this is going to have huge improvements for the Nintendo Switch, which is fantastic that they're still, you know, they're working very closely with Nintendo and they want to keep optimizing for it. Um, In this new version, some of the technical rundown is that it supports for dynamic resolution and temporal up sampling low latency frame syncing for controller input, significant CPU rendering optimizations, improvements to threading, better texture compression, support for memory profiling, back buffer support for 1080p while in dock mode. Now, a bunch of that is like right over my head, but if somebody follows this stuff pretty closely or this you're, you're in the industry, I'm sure a lot of these things are you know, worth getting excited about because it just means that your games are going to be better on the switch. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I mean, this is really important. And I wonder if they're doing a lot of this work because how well Fortnite did on the switch since unreal and Epic mm-hmm. do, you know, it's Fortnite, Right. And also yep. I'm curious if, Hey, some of the other games that have been released originally with unreal, like little nightmares gets a re-release upgraded to this newer version and perhaps maybe the game won't load in 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm wondering. I think you're right, though. I bet you a lot of this is epic. Like, wow, our, our game Fortnite is doing really well on Switch. Why don't we build our platform so that it's sort of optimized and it's just easier for us in the future? Yeah. Yeah. It would be it'd be really nice as they continue to see success with Fortnite on the Switch um, to continue to invest on this engine. And this actually benefits a lot of people. And you might not even think about it right now you're like oh there's just an engine upgrade whatever but at the same time like this means great things for us as they continue to optimize and the the biggest thing that i get excited for here is that dynamic resolution because those are things that allow these complex games to run better such as uh, when when um you know panic button brought over doom and wolfenstein like that was the big thing that they've been working on is dynamic resolution and yeah. you know messing with the, the textures and things so it's exciting to me now, this next article is very intriguing to me because I don't really watch live television at all. Do you watch live television, Michael? No, not really. It's a lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube. I watch a lot of Hulu and Netflix. Mm-hmm. And even when I have to watch live television for sports ball or maybe for some reality show, I usually pause it so it kind of records it so we can skip through the commercials. It's my strategy. Mm-hmm. I do the and same thing. 
but yeah, but apparently a lot of people watch commercials and a lot of kids watch commercials too. Um, and there's a cool article from VentureBeat that's talking about uh, how they partner with this iSpot.tv and they do real-time TV ad measurement. And what they did is they analyzed the top five most seen game industry television advertisers for the last month. So mid-June to mid-July. And you would imagine that some of the ones are probably like Candy Crush or, you know, maybe Xbox or something. No, 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 not at all. Nintendo is actually number one in television. There were nearly 2 billion TV ad impressions, and Nintendo got over a quarter of them, clocking in at 438 million television impressions. Jesus. It's bananas. Yeah. They've had 15 commercials that have aired nearly 4,000 times. And they target Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, Nick, a bunch of these things. And I will say, Mario Tennis Aces, that commercial has been seen 108 million times. That's that's crazy, especially considering they never finished the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just, you know, just complete empty boxes, so that's good. Yeah, maybe they should have put more time in the uh, game instead of the commercials. <laughs> yeah. But it's selling well, so that's all that matters. Um, Warner Brothers clocked in at number two, which is really intriguing to me. I don't even know what they're... They're Lego, I guess, Lego stuff. Mm -hmm. um, number three was King. Got to get that Candy Crush out there, PlayStation, and then Foxnet Games, which... Yeah. I don't even know what I'm assuming it's some sort of sport gambling type stuff. That would be my ah. guess. I have no idea. Yeah. Bananas. Now, in other news, though, more interesting and less advertisement creator, uh, there was an interview in Famitsu. So if you're not familiar with Famitsu, this is a uh, a magazine uh, that it comes out in Japan and they do interviews all the time with really great developers uh, over in Japan. And they sat down with Game Freak's Junichi, Junichi Masuda. There we go. Mm -hmm. And they were interviewing him about the upcoming Pokemon 2019 title. And I don't want to get too deep into the article, but he had said some very interesting things, which is he said for the 2019 title, we're working with the idea that everyone will be playing on their own Nintendo Switch. It'll have the same kind of feeling as the previous games on handheld systems. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this means... With Pokemon Let's Go, they're like, hey, let's do the co-op thing. But I'm assuming they're thinking traditional, like everyone's going to have their own thing. They're not going to be sharing things. I don't know what that means. <laughs> sounds okay. Sounds uh, okay. Also, yeah, it sounds okay. It was also asked if you'd be able to transfer Pokemon from Let's Go, um, um, from Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu slash Eevee into the new title. He said there have been times where you could bring Pokemon over from previous titles. I imagine that created some bad memories. I want to try to change that if I can. And yes, there were lots of bad memories, especially when systems changed and things. <laughs> it was very complicated and banks and all this stuff. So maybe they'll fix that. Oh, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. I'm really looking forward to the next uh pokemon like not not the pokemon let's go but the one after that's the one i'm really excited for so i'm hoping they've got plenty of time get it right like like let's make it the pokemon game the switch deserves and that we all deserve for playing so i'm i'm I pumped agree. for it yeah me too so i think it was last week a couple weeks ago maybe we talked about nintendo labo and the creators contest that they were doing and they have now announced the winners they had three different categories. Uh, let me just look. The best decorated toy con category. They had the best toy con mod category and the best original invention. The best decorated went to a Zelda themed piano, which was awesome. Uh, there was also a tree house and a hand painted T-Rex. I believe all three of those won in that category. Then the best toy con mod was an analog, analog alarm clock. And then this really interesting kind of weird game that was built to be pouring out tea. So it's like a teapot game. And it used the Joy-Cons to measure, you know, if, if it had a tilt, that means tea was coming out. If you opened up the lid, that means you were filling it. And then you had to kind of um, like, what is it, overcooked? 
It was kind of like a game built like that. You had people come in, they wanted tea, you had to pour it out and fill these cups for them, and then they would go off on their way. And then the next category for best original invention was a solar-powered cardboard accordion. Yeah, that's cool. Crazy. I think that's my favorite, to be honest with you, the accordion, just because the the idea was, on one hand, she had... The, the creator had a, um, a Joy-Con with the scanner faced up, and if it saw light being blocked, that's how it knew what keys were being played. And then the other, it had the Joy-Con, and it had tilted, and that was how loud it was going to be. So it was like, that's why you played it like an accordion. And then the, then the Switch screen was built in, and that's what you were touching, I guess, for other sounds. Um, really, really interesting that all of them are crazy and and just fascinating the teapot was cool but i just didn't feel like it was implemented that well like it was definitely an interesting concept and then they were just it looked very sort of janky but it was a cool concept um yeah i mean some some amazing stuff did you have a favorite from from all of it yeah on the page there's like all these other one there's like nine total the Mm. the accordion one was definitely one of my favorites there's this one by this kid i couldn't figure out what his thing did but it was cool because he was like 10 years old and he's like yeah i was gonna make it more complex and then i just reached the limits of the nodes that you can do in the creator so some of them went into how they created it and i was like holy Mm. bananas this is crazy but my favorite i really like this don't break the line game they made this line Mm -hmm. this game where you had this slider and then if you beat it like candy came out i was like that's cool because it's like just candy coming out of the my Nintendo Labo, and I like that. So I thought that was pretty fun. It, it's pretty amazing what people are able to do and, and come up with. And I, it's it makes me even more excited. Like you know, knowing that this is the level, it's kind of like Minecraft, where you just introduce one or two bits and pieces, and then people that are playing can can just run crazy with it, right? Mm-hmm. So I can see this becoming more and more. Maybe the the software that you're allowed to use starts getting a little bit more advanced and now you can start creating more complex things and just really cool. Really, really interesting. Yeah. And they're doing another contest. They just kicked off round two. So not even round two, but it's just like they're doing it again. So we'll know in a few weeks, whatever happens from there, which is kind of cool. Is that going to be more of the same? I didn't notice if it had the same cardboard um, prizes or if they're just doing a whole nother set. Yeah, so they're doing a new set. They have best uh, two categories this time. It's best Toy-Con musical instrument and best gaming experience using Toy-Con Garage. So those are the two categories cool. that you have there. Ends cool. on August 20th. Nice. We will definitely be reporting on all of that. That'd be a fun Nintendo Dispatch project. Not that either of us has time, but... I'm sure if we did, we would make something pretty interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So now let's get to some game announcements. Mario Kart 8 just got another update announcement. And I think that this is just cool that this is constantly like an almost a weekly thing at this point. According to Nintendo of America's Twitter, they are now having people able to race the Master Cycle Zero and have the champion's tunic from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I think is just the coolest. It looks pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> yeah. um, it also includes ancient tires and paraglider parts. So go wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I really just like to see these games like crossovers and more unique things. And they decided that, you know, one Legend of Zelda announcement this week wasn't enough because <laughs> they came out with a uh, really cool trailer of how Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is going to have a crossover with the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So you can literally play as Link in his tunic and everything is arrows in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which comes out in a few months, which I'm super stoked for. It looked amazing like i was like i want to do all this it did look amazing i it was so crazy seeing like link in that world that i thought maybe it was like a joke or like they were just playing a joke on everybody but it seems like it's totally legit like it's it's actually happening so i'm pretty excited for that it just looks it just looked so out of place like wait what is going on here it's so weird but it's awesome that they're kind of having all of this crossover happening yeah yeah. In more upsetting news, we had a recent Splatfest. 
and the squids win. I know you were going other team, but what are you going to do? I know I didn't participate, so that's why I, didn't <laughs> I picked. I, I I didn't have a dog in this fight. I I really didn't even. We we were too busy battling in a different arena uh, this week, so I I really didn't even play in this. But that's it. The uh, the squids took it. I don't know. I don't know if anybody really was too upset about it. Yeah, no one was upset about it. It's okay. No. Yeah, they're both great. Now, this is an update that I thought had already come out, but apparently not. Stardew Valley is finally getting its multiplayer update. It will be happening on PC, Mac, and Linux August 1st, and others, Switch, happening soon. So I I, I actually had already thought, I, I was playing this on PC, and then I do have it on Switch now as well. I thought it had already come out, but I guess not. No, they they announced it. They announced it. they were ago, right? They were doing it, but they didn't announce when it was. They didn't. They're like, we're doing it. We're doing multiplayer. And that's all they said. Mm. So I, I don't know. Is, do you have you played Stardew Valley? No, I own oh, it. OK. I, for me, I'm, I'm OK with it being a single player game. I, like, I don't need a multiplayer. It's just a very cool, relaxing game to play. It's very soothing. I don't need another person involved in that. I kind of just like it being my own thing. And it's and it's kind of a. You know, we were talking about this before, like what's a good play in bed game and Stardew Valley is a good play in bed game because it's just kind of mellow. It's not crazy and frantic. So I I don't know if I'm I I know a lot of people are excited about a multiplayer. I personally am not one of those. I guess I was just confused if they always show two players on the screen. I just didn't know if it was going to be more of Animal Crossing style or like we could you and I could create our own kind of farm together and then we could at different times hop in and out or be in there together i wasn't Mm. sure how they're implementing it or is it like oh let's go and hop on our farm you know and do it yeah is it like always a multiplayer experience yeah Hmm. i don't know yeah i don't know either yeah we'll find out all right well there's some more amazing news but this time with new accessories and i'm super excited for these puppies and in fact i bought all of them Nintendo and Moleskine or Moleskin or Moleskiney, however you like to pronounce it. I've been told I pronounce it wrong every single time. These are the, the Moleskine is the company that do you do those really expensive like notepad books? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's and you find them in the Barnes and Nobles and whatnot. But they have this crossover with Super Mario. They have four limited edition NES Game Boy and just Mario-themed Moleskines and a backpack. With backpack's kind of lame. It's expensive. But these range from 20 to 25 bones, and I have purchased all of them that I could, except for the NES cartridge because it sold out too fast. Um, so I bought the other three, uh, and I'll probably give one away as a as a giveaway at some point on the podcast. But they're really just beautiful looking, and like I like it. Yeah, I... I- I say moleskin, but I loved, of course, the one that I liked the most sold out, the cartridge, the NES cartridge. It just looks so cool. Um, But yeah, these are great. I completely agree with you. The backpack is lame. Moleskin should just stick with notebooks. That's what they know. Don't make a backpack because it looks crappy. Um, But the, the... I use these all the time. They're my go-to sketchbook for work. And... I think I've probably got 10 or so on a shelf right now that are filled. Um, So if you've never used one, I would definitely say check them out because they are a little bit expensive, but they hold up really well. They lay flat, which is key. Um, If you do a lot of sketching, that is something that's really important is that, you know, you open this this book up and it will lay flat for you to draw in. Uh, But yeah, really, really cool. Another thing that I'm very excited for is Mattel is releasing Mario Kart themed Hot Wheel racers. Yeah. Now, this is like a blast from the past type thing. I love the idea that they're doing this. It's so cool. I probably would buy a few of these just to have on a shelf somewhere. Um, Just really, really, really cool. They're coming out with eight characters in total, and each one is going to have its own uh, full functioning custom like vehicle. Awesome. These will be out next June. So long. Why would they announce this a year ahead of time? I don't understand. You got a year to just dwell on it and think about it. Uh, Also, we are getting some more Funko characters. And 
I think last week they announced that they would be doing a new line for Pokemon, new Pokemon pop figures. And just recently they announced they will be doing all um, Fortnite characters. So they're going to do five star figures, pint-sized heroes, vinyl, keychains, and apparel for Fortnite, which is not really a surprise. I mean, this game is huge, so it's crazy that they haven't done it already. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're going to like what characters they're going to put out, you know, what's, what's the popular Fortnite characters, like the skins. Um, it could actually be something they would do maybe each season because each season they kind of introduce like a, a handful of main skins that people play as. So maybe every season, you know, Funko will put out another group, but yeah, I think anything that goes on my shelf, I'm excited for. Yeah. If they plan it out far enough ahead of time, where a new season comes out and you can get the new characters on that day, that would sell so much. Oh, yeah, that would be really... People would probably go crazy for that. I think that's pretty good. All right, so now we go to our best sellers for the week. The top five, with no surprise, is Octopath Traveler. As we said before, it is crushing it. Uh, I don't know. Can we get physical copies? I think they're like backordered still. So it's all all, all digital from here until you, they make those available. Um, you got Minecraft in at second. Hollow Knight. Enter the Gungeon, which is on sale for 50%. I believe you picked this up. I did. I did. It was 50% off. And I wanted to investigate on Enter the Gungeon because now there's a new um expansion coming out so i think that's why they put it on sale it makes a lot of sense and i was like well mm-hmm. whatever 50 percent off i'm in so i bought yeah it. i've been playing you were telling me a little bit about it i think i want to grab it too i mean for half price that's that's a steal yeah. and then rounding out the top five is captain toad captain toad so some new some other game debuts that are out, that made the top of the charts. We have Bomber Crew coming in at 23 and Hand of Fate 2 coming in at 24. Mhm. Mhm. So now in relation to the top of the list, if you go download only <laughs> you have vertical <laughs> vertical strike is in at 21. I can't even believe it squeaked in there. I want to say that with- we I want to say that we may be the reason that Vertical Strike ah, may have reached. There you go. I think you're right. We gave him so much attention. <laughs> Everybody's favorite horizontal fighting game. Um, Vertical Strike is 21st place. Bomb Chicken came in at 23rd. And I heard that's very, very good. Pool Panic, the swimming pool simulator. <laughs> is 27th it's not a it's not a pool swimming simulator people and then super destronaut dx came in at 29th place squeaking in there squeaking squeaking in there there. i think it's gonna climb after they hear our our conversation at the end of the podcast super destronaut is gonna climb yeah the developer petite games um has been pretty pretty active liking and replying to us on on twitter so far so it's been pretty cool uh (laughs) I'm excited. We'll talk about that in a bit, but let's get through some new releases. We got three physical retail releases, of course, also available as digital. We'll start off here first in July 24th. The Mega Man X Legacy Collection one plus two will be coming out in a physical form. So it's a physical one box. You get every single Mega Man X game ever created, basically for Mm -hmm. 40 bones. That is Mega Man X, X2, X3, X4, X5, X6, X7, X8. And there's a new X challenge mode that you get as well. And you can collect stuff and there's a bunch of other shenanigans. Be known, though, that when you buy these digitally, they are separate for 20 bucks each. So there's not Mm. actually incentive to go either way, unfortunately. But if you want them in a digital cart form, boom, you're good. Are Mm -hmm. you a Mega Man X person? No, man, not really. Mega Man, but I never got into the Mega Man X stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of Mega Man, lots of Mega Man going around. Lots of Mega Man. I guess if you bought both collections, there would be like 20 Mega Man. One million games to play. One billion Mega Mans. (laughs) Um, Ridiculous. Um, Coming out on June 27th, there's a new game published by our good friends from Nintendo, Go Vacation. We talked about this game. Very excited about this game. To me, this is our... Wii Sports Resort, Wii Sports 
type of game. It's developed by Bandai Namco Studios, four-player, 50-plus co-op competitive games that take place on an island. So we're talking things like horseback riding, bungees, Mm -hmm. snowboarding, inline skates. These are the things that people want and need in their life. (laughs) Michael. (laughs) <laughs> go vacation.nintendo.com uh, yeah, $50 is a bit much for me that's a lot that is a lot I think but, they they price this and it's gonna hurt them yeah and when this drops 20 bucks I'll pick it up I think it'll be fun for you know, Heather and I I was watching the trailer for it and I was like you know what this could be I, I hate I don't want to do any of the me stuff I don't really care for the aesthetic of the game but the the I like those kinds of things. You know, I, I remember when the Wii came out and you had like the bowling and all that stuff. And it was really fun at the time. And it's like, these are little quick games. You're not meant to be super in depth. Um, but for $50, come on, you're crazy. Yeah, that was a problem with one, two switch. It was also a $50 game. Could have been a $30 crazy. game. Boom. Would have been awesome. Yeah. I own it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair though, when the switch came out, that was like one of what, like two games that came out with it. So you kind of you felt like, wow, I, I kind of got to buy this game. Got to buy it. We played it. We do. We do like the one, two switch quite a bit, but it's not, you play it's it. Not, uh, we played it when it first came out. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. We're not like, Oh, but now it's one, two on switch. <laughs> yeah. Let's play one, two switch. tonight. it'll be great. And what are our wizard? Uh, maybe we'll, maybe I'll play it tonight. We'll, we'll do that. Um, also coming out on that day is Hello Neighbor for 40 Bones. This is a stealth horror game. The game also, the game's AI learns from your moves and adapts to it. It has a really cool art style. The trailer's really, um, really neat, I would say. Um, and this is from Tiny Build and Gearbox. Um, so really good uh, developers and publishers behind this one. It's a single player game. Um, I did watch the trailer. I didn't really, nah, it didn't really do it for me. I don't know about you, but. I think it looks really interesting. Uh, I watched a, a more in-depth trailer where they show a lot more of the gameplay too, and they had a had a one of the people running through the neighbor's house and trying to like avoid the neighbor, and it did get creepy despite the art style, which doesn't seem scary at all. It kind of reminded me of like Up, you know, like that movie. It kind of has that look and that aesthetic to it. But imagine that, and the old man's trying to kill you. That's kind of mm. what Hello Neighbor is. Like you're trying to. It's not 100% clear. I did get a little bit of um, Little Nightmares vibe, you know, like you're creeping around in somebody's house and they're like kind of after you. That's that's definitely what it feels like. I think the AI learning from your moves and from what I saw, if you go through the window a bunch of times, eventually a trap, he, he'll the, the neighbor will put a trap under the window to get you the next time, which uh. I think is kind of cool. I like how it adapts to you doing the same repetitive actions over and over um but the reviews aren't super great on it i think it came in at around like a 70 on metacritic um but it it looks interesting it, i don't think it's for 40 dollars. i don't think it's a must buy mm, got it got it mm-hmm. so now if we go digital downloads only on july 23rd life goes on this is a really kind of creepy morbid platformer where you're taking these little knights and to solve the puzzles you basically have to kill them so like if you have to get across something you have to pile up dead bodies to like climb across it (laughs) it sounds pretty funny actually um that's a 13 dollar game on the 24th we have semblance we mentioned them i think two weeks ago it's a platformer where you uh, reshape the terrain to help solve the puzzles essentially that um, everything in this world is kind of malleable and this virus is coming and turning everything crystallized and it's making everything hard and you're trying to fight that that's a ten dollar game we also have toby the secret mind for twelve dollars uh, very limbo-esque if that's your thing on the 26th we have banner saga three candle the power of the flame both Mots and I think this is just a gorgeous game for $15. Very beautiful platformer. Uh, what, what, what did we see? It was is watercolor. We can't decide if it's inspired by watercolor or it literally each frame is like drawn Made. using yeah. watercolor. It, it wasn't really, we're not 100% sure, but it does have that aesthetic. It looks like watercolors. Beautiful game. Beautiful music too. Mm-hmm. Then you have Crossing Souls. Pixel Lines DX500, more puzzles. 
That's ten dollars. There's five hundred more puzzles. It's right there five, in the name. Five hundred. Five hundred more than what though? I think the original game had five hundred. Oh. I, I honestly don't know. Oh, I see. Um, I, I, this seems like it was something that was probably at one time a uh, a DS game, and then it came to the Switch. And I say that because the way the puzzles are, it says five hundred more puzzles. Essentially, it's one puzzle that you do five hundred times because it's not like different types it's it's all like the same kind of puzzle and you look like you're connecting numbers or something and as you pan out you're creating um art art of some kind yeah and it i think it was on the ds and the reason i said it is because it based on the, what they're touching it looks kind of like you have to be very specific and i think that works just better for a stylus i actually was watching i'm like mm, i don't think i'd want that on the switch and then rounding out the week, we have Sleep Tight for $15. Yeah, that one looks cool. That one's a really slick twin. I call it like a twin stick shooter slash base building hybrid madness. I don't know. Something about Sleep Tight looks really interesting. Like I want to play because I like twin stick shooters and you play as these kids and like their worst nightmares come like the monsters kind of like the endless hordes of monsters come to get mm-hmm. you. And there's like 12 unlockable characters it looks really cool. Yeah. And I liked the art style of it a lot. And I liked, I mean, for $15, the level of polish in the game is, is pretty amazing. It from, from based on the trailers, it looks really, really interesting. So mm-hmm. I think sleep tight's one of the games I'm going to be looking at. Uh, on July 27th, we have Element for $12. This is a real-time strategy. They, they describe it as a real-time strategy space game for people that don't have time to play real-time strategy space games. And I was thinking That's that us. explains us to a T. That's perfect. Yep. Um, it looks like if anybody's played Astroneer, it has that sort of geometric shape, art style, very colorful, a lot of um explosions were happening in the trailer neither of us really know for sure what was going on but it looks really interesting and that's it's 12 bucks and then rounding it out is final light the prison it's an action platformer for seven dollars so what do you think this week anything that you're really like oh this needs to go in or maybe like a pickup or maybe just you think will be top 10 I got three games that i'm actually really interested in and very seriously considering it uh semblance for 10 bucks, sleep tight for 15 and element for 12. I I'm really interested in all three of those. Yeah, I would say, you know, Banner Saga 1 and 2 already came out. I definitely at some point in my life want to play those games and knowing that they're on the Switch is great. If I had to pick one, I think it'll be Semblance just because it has a cool story and it reminds me of a Celeste type of Lightfall type mm. of game that I'm into. And man, yeah, the element, maybe I'll wait for some of these to go on sale, but yeah, element also looks cool. Good week, a good solid week, physical and digital. I'm very happy this week. Yeah. A lot of good stuff coming out. I think semblance will hit top 10. That's my, oh yeah. Big, big prediction. You've heard it here first, everybody. Yep. And then besides that Minecraft, number one, it'll go back. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. We, we know what's at the top, but now we're just basically trying to guess who's coming in like top 10. Yeah. Um, All right, so now we're getting to everybody's favorite segment. What's your plan? Well, we both played a lot of the same games <laughs> this week. Um, I'm going to let did. you start because we both played two games, but you played four. So maybe you can kick it off and talk about the stuff that you play, and then we'll go to war. Okay. So uh, as everybody knows, the new season for Fortnite started uh, last week. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, this is the first season that I'm really trying to do all the challenges uh, like unlock all the challenges, but also do all of the sub challenges in each week. So, so far I'm, I've got it. The first two weeks are pretty much done. Um, we're on track. I also did, we, we discussed the portal night demo. I went and I downloaded that and I played it, loved it. I, that is now on a wish list. I really want to get it. It does remind me a lot of the other game I was mentioning before the dragon warrior builders. Um, I, I really like sort of the the RPG elements in it and the questing that's in there. I like the art style. It's a little cutesy, but it is really well done and the game feels like super polished. It's kind of the best of both worlds. I love Minecraft. I love like, you know, the Dragon Quest type stuff. So th- that's perfect. And then I also tried that Galac Z that we had talked about. 
I'm not really a huge fan. It def it feels too much of a mobile port on the Switch, and we've already talked about how that's just not. I don't want to support that kind of stuff. You know, there's definitely a lot of time things there where it's like, oh, you can only do so much, and then you have to wait. Um, it, it I just don't enjoy it. It feels it doesn't feel as polished as some of the other games that you would kind of expect. Like we discussed with Arena of Valor, we know that's a mobile that's coming to Switch. But the level of polish and they really went in there and they kind of addressed all of the assets and kind of made things look the way they should on the Switch. This doesn't feel that way. It feels kind of like a Flash game that's just been ported. And it just, it's not, I, I like the idea of it. It just needs to be a Switch game, like make it better. I would like the original Galaxy instead of this variant S, which came from variant mobile, I believe. Mm. And... Mostly because there's so many things happening. There's whiz bangs, this and that, and this and that. Like really at the end of the day, I want to play a really cool top-down space shooter. And I wish that that was Mm -hmm. the game that they delivered to me and I would pay money for that. I'm not sure how much of this coming into my Switch having to play every day because that's not usually how I play the games. I have been going in and giving it a play here and there and I haven't reached limits where I have to pay money and I wouldn't pay money. But I... I don't really find these short missions very in, in like enticing to come in and play. I think it looks pretty cool. It looks good. Like when you're playing it, it doesn't have slowdown or anything like that. But I really wanted more of a real game, I guess. And that's my big mm-hmm. problem with it. They're doing a lot of marketing right now um, for it. So we'll see how it does. Like maybe they'll be like, oh, this one did really well. Maybe we'll bring the full game over at some point. That would be really nice, but who knows? I don't know. Well, see, that's the thing. I like the gameplay of it, but I feel like you you had a real game. Just make that should have been on there. Yeah, not give the me that mobile one. version. Yeah, give me the real game because I like that when you're flying around, you're shooting the stuff. I like that's the enjoyable part of the game. But everything else after that does feel like the mobile game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the big one this week that we've both been playing, and if you followed us on Twitter, we are in a Super Destronaut DX war <laughs> over there. Now, this game, we will have a full review coming out relatively soon. I finished my review and waiting for Michael because I didn't know that you were buying it. What made you buy it? Uh, I I don't know, to be honest with you. I, I wanted something that was a quick pick me up. And like you just, you know, it was it was on sale, so it was very inexpensive and it was just something where you can pick it up. You can play it for a little bit. You put it down. Unfortunately, with us, I didn't know we'd get into this top leaderboard, you know, throwdown. So it's kind of like I play it for about five hours on it on a on a go here. But um, it's extremely you know what this is? It's a good test of patience, though. Because there's mm-hmm. been a couple of times where I'm like, I can see how somebody would smash their their switch because it's like some stupid little bullet wrecked their multiplier in this game. I can, yeah. I can see people losing it all across the world. It's it's pretty great. So this is a traditional, if you weren't here last week, this is a traditional Space Invaders evolution. So Space Invaders concept with some unique twists. Different enemies have different weapons. But it's also in a X, Y, and Z. So you move on the horizontal plane. But on the Z plane, there's things coming at you that you have to dodge. And there's also Mm. ways to upgrade your weapons, which I haven't figured out exactly how or when those happen. Yes. Isn't it so frustrating? Because I'm like, how is this? When do I get those? What can I do to make that better? And I think it's random. I think it's random. Yeah. Which seems unfair. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple elements like that, though, where I've gotten those upgrades, you know, in a, in a good stretch sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Now you're just tearing up the game. And then there will be a dry spell for like three waves and you're everything you're nail biting because you're just barely hanging on by a thread. And then I'm thinking, like, if this is random Who's to say that the person that's at number one right now didn't have just an amazing stretch where they were just getting them every other time? You know what I mean? It's like, or there's certain enemies that are definitely more complicated than others. Mm -hmm. Like, who's to say they didn't get less of the ones that have like the the more annoying weapons that they shoot back at you? I don't like the randomness of it, I think. 
after playing all this time. Yeah, that is one of the challenges I have with it is is that there are these challenges you do and there's 30 challenges, which I beat all of them, which is great. There's not a lot of incentive to go back and redo them at all because there's no like you're not getting like level, you know, B through A. You're just did you beat mm-hmm. it or not? Um, yeah. Some of those took me a long time to go through. And now I've been on this classic mode. Now, do the other leaderboards work for you at all? The next mode? No, nothing loads up because I also did um, the time one. And yeah. it, it showed no data when I tried to see the leaderboard. That's upsetting because that also happened yeah, to me. Upsetting. So I'm going to reach out to them. And it's say, like, hey. what's the point of playing it? <laughs> I want to, that's the only, if I, there wasn't a leaderboard for us to try to like get a better score, I probably wouldn't, if I can, if I'm not competing against anybody, what's the point of playing it? Yeah. And we are competing heavily, <laughs> heavily. <laughs> so we, we should explain that you got, like the top 15 mm-hmm. right away yeah and and i'm like wow that's that's pretty cool because i mean this is i i would assume this is all across the world right like based on yeah. the what people are writing i don't how many people do you think are a part of the leaderboard they only show the top 30 i think i think i mean there's gotta be thousands upon thousands of players thousands, right thousands yeah Okay. Yeah. So you making top 15, I'm like, oh my goodness, this is craziness. I got to at least try now. I feel like a chump if I don't at least try. Uh And it took me so long to beat that score. So long. And when I finally did, I think I beat you by like 200,000. I'm like, I got this. It's in the bag. He's never going to touch me. (laughs) And then like two days later, I get a tweet this morning. I think it was. I wake up. And you're like, suck it. I beat you. I'm like, come on. I don't even get to sit on top at all. Jeez. No, no. So I, yeah, I went on a rampage last night. I'm like, I am not going to sleep until I beat his score. <laughs> and, and I had a good run. I got to, I beat your score because you're at like 1.6 million. And I got mm-hmm. to 1.8 on a single life. And, and what you do is nice. the more enemies you kill within a time span, your multiplier goes up. So if you die or if you don't kill an enemy within three seconds, your multiplier resets. And that mm-hmm. sucks. Um, it's the worst. I just yeah. start over. I don't even die. I'm like, yep, if I don't have my multiplier, done. This done. game's done. So I got to 1.8 million and then I died. And then right after that, you just it's game over. Just that first life is all that matters. And yeah, don't you just kind of crumble after I, I find like my next two guys, I'm done very quickly, very quick. And I got two, <laughs> but I crossed two million. I go, I was like, I was like, I was like, I was counting it going up. I was like, I got to get to two million. I got to get to two million. I hit two million and then I die like right away. And I go <laughs> and I tweet it out two million club boom and i i squeaked past you into the top 12 or something yeah. like that and yeah. then I, I wake up this morning because i have different time zones i'm in seattle he's in new york i wake up to a tweet where someone else has joined the, the two million club and it squeaked <laughs> by me squeaked by me by ninety thousand. you son of a bee <laughs> uh. yeah it felt pretty good i'm my goal my ultimate goal is to try to get in that top 10 i want to get on that first screen of leaders yep the first page um and then after that i you know i'm going to finish the challenges and but i i can't we were talking about this a little bit there is a time commitment involved with trying to get on the top 10 it is you, you know, you get in this rhythm and it's like you're cranking away, you're doing great and you're getting your score. But with a, it takes a long time to get to that. You know, each each guy you kill is at most worth like 300 points, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's why the multiplier is so important. And if you lose that, you're just kind of like, well, I'll start over. I don't even look at how many guys I have left half the time. I look at my multiplier. I never even pay attention to the my life because it doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. like. It doesn't matter. Um, some of the things that I've noticed is the 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 little purple ones that shoot like the spiral. I hate oh, them. Hate them. I hate them. Hate them. Um, the yellow guys that have the spray. Those oh. get me sometimes because not ne- not that they're hard to avoid, but they'll pinch you. They'll get yep. you in a corner mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I, I can't. Or worse yet, they don't kill you. They just push you aside so you can't keep your multiplier Mm -hmm. that's even like i said that's even worse yeah um the blue rockets sometimes do that as well but you at least can shoot them you know you can shoot them out of the sky but yeah there's there's definitely characters if if 
I'm sure for the people that <laughs> don't play it, uh, they're like, what are you talking about? But there, it's just weird how such a simple game, you start to realize like the intricacies of it. You know, there's some characters that are, some of the enemies that are coming down at you, you can kill them with one shot. There's others that take several. So if you know you need a multiplier, you need a quick kill to keep your multiplier. You need to leave some of those one-shotters so that you you have time. And it's like those little stupid things that I go through my head when I'm playing that I'm like, okay, if I hit this, this, and this, I know I can get back over there in time to get my multiplier. And then to add to it, when the things are dropping, when they're like, you'll kill an, an enemy and it's kind of like carcass <laughs> comes floating down at you. You can get points by shooting that, but then it just blocks you from killing another guy and yeah. then you lose your multiplier. Yep. It's like, what is going on? It's true. amazingly complex for such a simple game. It truly is. It truly is that. And I'm going to reach out to the developer and not only see if they want to come on the podcast to talk about this game, but um, see if they're going to fix the other leaderboards because I think that would definitely push me to do the time attack and hardcore yeah. mode time attacks like 90 seconds go and you're like wow go <laughs> you know yeah and which was... i like because then you just that's it right you're yeah. just like you're quick you pick it up you play it boom yeah yeah they need to fix those they yeah. definitely need to fix those leaderboards have you tried the multiplayer at all i have no idea what you'd even do no i have no idea how it would work i'm interested I'm is it have... online i don't even know no if we if we online if we could bring our powers together i feel like that's a 14 million point game That'd be amazing. We could take down that leader who has six million, over six million. That's I crazy. can only imagine what that was like. like. When that person got six million, like they just got up and just got up, jumped, and then fainted. Like they couldn't believe it happened. They spiked their switch on the ground and then just they've never played a game since. They they retired. <laughs> That's all they did. <laughs> there we go. All right, buddy. Well, I'm now going to be playing all night to try to beat your 2.1 million or whatever, and we'll we'll tweet it out oh, to the man. people. It's on. It's not over. This Super Destronaut War will continue all through the eve and for weeks to come. Good, buddy. It is on. What if we get first and second place? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> then that's it. I'm done. If we get first and second, we're I'm done. not playing this game anymore. There we go. There we go. All right. There we go, people. It's going to happen. All right, buddy. Well, this has been a good Nintendo Dispatch. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can, of course, follow us everywhere on the internet. I am at James Montemagno, at MS Revet, at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter. You can also go to NintendoDispatch.com to not only see the latest episodes, but hands-on reviews and previews that you can get right now. And we'll have some more reviews coming out in the next few weeks. So check it out. And of course, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or like us on Overcast. We would love that. And until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.